trust the movement I negate the chaos Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table again and again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio Conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with four Central Ohio bike commuters. Not only on sunny, mild winter days like we've been having this week, but on icy, wet, miserable, or hot, humid, bad air days, and even nights. These folk face the elements, the traffic, the aches and pains to bike instead of drive. They inspire me. Corinne Dybel is a certified senior Traeger practitioner, an active member of Simply Living and Compassionate Communications of Central Ohio, an I-N-E-L-D-A, Inelda trained end-of-life death doula, and an activist with Columbus Community Bill of Rights. Corinne is a lover of the earth who actively pursues ways to lighten her carbon footprint and to raise awareness that we and the earth are one. Welcome, Corinne. Thank you. So nice to be here. Great to have you on the show. Can you tell our listeners why you ride your bike instead of drive a car? Mainly because I love the earth and I love feeling the air touch my skin, the sun on my face and hands, and being closer to the earth. I gave up my car nine years ago. My body loves the benefits. Mm. The benefits of increased exercise and fun and exciting weight management, being in nature, riding along the river, easier connection with people, and saving money. Getting the exercise by riding bikes rather than driving increases my incentive to attend meetings and events while creating a healthy balance of movement and sitting through meetings. I hear you, Karen. You know, it almost sounds like poetry, what you just told, told us. I can tell that you've been thinking about why you do this. And I'm curious, do you stay mostly in your neighborhood or do you venture out quite far? Quite far. I ride um, to Bexley uh, Co-op from Clintonville. I ride the bike path and then go down Broad Street, mainly on sidewalks. I I, uh, ride my bike to uh, my internist. Uh, on Attic's Drive, which is in Powell. I ride wherever I feel it's safe for me to ride, where there's fairly decent bike paths and, um, you know, safety things that make it not so dangerous. And I don't ride on um, busy highways. So you mostly stay on sidewalks? Are you, do you, you know, have trouble with that? Or do you, are there... But good bike trails on the streets? Do you use the trails down by the river or all the above? All of the above. Sidewalks only when I don't feel safe on the street. But more and more, um, we're getting better bike paths. Not as quickly as I'd like, but they are improving. So... I know you. We are activist friends, and I know you're a senior. So how do you face 
this outdoor elements as a senior? Um, well, as I said, I gave up my car nine years ago, and um, my body's used to it. It adjusts so well to both the heat and the cold. I usually choose to walk rather than ride my bike when it's icy, um, but I'm able to stay warm either way. It's mainly because I'm a senior and I like being active that uh, when it's icy, I feel much safer walking. But, and I'm still um, supporting my values of being close to the earth and uh, being able to enjoy the nature that's there and the change of seasons. What are some of the challenges, Corinne, um, being a, a year-long, um, every kind of weather um, biker? What are the, some of the biggest challenges for you personally? Oh, if it's heavy rain, it's a challenge. It's not as pleasant. Um, and if it's um, uh, below, if it's in the single digits, I usually um, plan my walks or bike riding uh, on paths where I can often go in and get warm if I need to. I really um, love being healthy, so I, I do lots of practices to keep me that way. Hmm. But other than that, I've, I have been finding it pleasant walking and riding my bike this winter, whether it's cold or um, windy. And if it's light rain, it's just when it's heavy rain that's a bigger challenge. Do you, ride in, do you ride in the evening, in the hours that it's dark? And do you wear special reflective clothing if it's dark? I do ride in the dark. And my friends keep begging me to uh, do more often the reflective clothing, but I don't always have it. Then I'm extra careful. I make sure that I'm on sidewalks and going against the traffic and um, getting off the street. Sometimes I'll walk my bike a while so I'm on grass or away from cars in case they can't see me because I'm in dark clothes. Well, one more thing, Corinne, if other seniors and other um, folks want to start riding their bike, what kind of word of advice do you have for them? Um, Start small. Um, Start on days that are pleasant so you can really um, start receiving the benefits of just being closer to the earth. Um, Use bike paths because so many of the bike paths go more through nature. I love being able to ride along the river. So build up your strength gradually and build up your sense of balance and safety um, as at your own rate and speed. Well, that's it for tonight um, for us. And I thank you so much for telling our listeners, inspiring them to ride their bike. Oh, I had one thing I wanted to ask the city, though, if I could. What is that? To do its best to create um, tax um, credits for people who um, commute by um, bike or bus. Nice. Great idea. We'll send this to the, uh, to the city council. Okay, great. Thanks, Karen. I mean, thanks, Carolyn. You're welcome. Thanks, Corinne. You're welcome.
Steve Palmhauser is a technical writer and a freelance journalist with the Columbus Free Press. Quotation marks from Steve. Besides protecting the environment and getting physical exercise, biking also boosts serotonin levels, which is good for my mental and emotional well-being, unquote. He's a member of Socialist Alternative, and a couple weeks ago, I saw Steve arrive on his bike to work, and it was not a clear sunny day. Instead, it was rather freezing, wet, and miserable. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Carolyn. So tell um, our listeners why you commute on your bike instead of drive a car. Well, I like to, you know, not put a strain on the environment. It's To me, it's uh, much it's much healthier for the environment and also for my own physical well-being to to not be burning hydrocarbons. Right. Do you have a long bike commute to work? Um, When I I actually live in Clintonville and work in Dublin, and so I don't commute all the time. It's about about an 11-mile commute when I do. So do you do, I'd say, half time or majority of the time or not at all? What's your parameters? It's it kind of it's actually probably just uh, a couple of, a couple of times a month all the way to Dublin, yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I uh, bike a lot of uh, a lot within Columbus. So, do you prefer the roads with the bike trails, or or the trails along the river? What is your um, route up to Dublin when you go? That's mostly on the Olentangy Trail, and I prefer I prefer the bike trails because they're safer. They're also there's also they're also more beautiful. There's you know there's trees and and grass and animals and birds. It's just a lot more pleasant, but it it takes a little bit longer, but it's also safer. So, what are the biggest pros? I'll be talking pros and cons. What are the biggest pros for you with riding your bike to work or riding your bike where you go? The biggest pro is probably that it just give it really boosts my mood a great deal. Those um, those endorphins, huh? Those ser- serotonin. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you talk about a runner's high. You, you get that on a bike too. Yeah, big time. What are some of the cons that you face um, in your riding? Uh, you know, impatient drivers, uh, drivers who yell at me to uh, ride on the sidewalk, which of course is illegal. <laughs> um, it's strangely enough, I, I get a little bit more of that when I'm when I'm riding in Dublin than in Columbus because Columbus is very well marked with share of the road signs and drivers in Columbus are used to pretty much giving you the whole lane when you're when you're riding your bike. Uh, Dublin is not similarly marked, and you get a lot of really impatient drivers that don't like having to slow down or put on their brakes or share uh, or share, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you faced any dangerous situations on your bike commute? Um, occasionally. One time I was biking back from Dublin and there was a lot of snow on the ground. And um, I was riding on the Olentangy Trail and I realized there was nobody else around. Um, I was pretty much the only person on the trail. And I realized if I like got into a wreck, hit my head, um, nobody might find me for several hours. So that was a little concerning, but this was up. Uh, it was dark and it was fairly late. Hmm. How, I know you're a writer, so how do you keep your materials and your computer and yourself dry when the weather is rainy? 
Um, I've got a really nice saddlebag that's waterproof, so I can carry a laptop and my phone and anything that needs to stay dry in there. I've got, you know, waterproof clothing. So gear is important, huh? Very important. Um, Another really important thing is, uh, especially like in the winter months like this, is to dress in layers. Mm -hmm. The reason for that is because what feels like, like perfectly fine when you start out, like I'm warm enough, uh, when you've been biking for about two miles, you're going to be too hot. Um, so you need to be able to wear clothing where you can easily take off a layer or unzip a layer to uh, avoid getting overheated because that's you can definitely get overheated. It sounds counterintuitive, but you can get overheated when you're riding in the winter. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about that one. Do you have yeah. any intense weather memories where the weather was just like, whoa, this is um, more hardcore than was it that evening in the on the trail, or have, do you have others? Um, uh, one, one, uh, actually, about a year ago, last winter it was. I was heading back from um, the bottoms, um, and snow was forecast, and I thought, "Huh, I can get through that." Mm-hmm. Because uh, speaking of gear, I also have studded uh, studded uh, snow tires. Oh, you do. You have studded so snow tires. I, yeah, but I thought, I can handle this, but the snow was actually coming down so fast. It was coming down really, really, really hard. And so instead of taking the bike trail, I, I made my way to High Street, uh, lifted up my bike and put it on the rack that is on a Coda bus, mm-hmm. and took the Coda bus home. That's another, that's a kind of a handy way to get out of the jam like that. No, it's nice that they, the buses have those racks. Yes. Yes, it would have been a very miserable ride um, uh, uh, if I didn't have that resource available. I got a question, um, Steve. One more question before we got to go. But what would be your top wish from the city of Columbus um, to make your bike commute a better bike commute? Um, but just to put it simply, more bike trails and more bike lanes. Um, yeah. <laughs> that pretty <laughs> well, much sums it up. The, the, and the, the more bike lanes and trails there are, the more people will use them, and it'll it'll also reduce car traffic. Hey, I agree with you, and thanks so much for being on the show, and happy biking. Thanks, Carolyn. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Jerry Uliberry is a mural artist and design business owner. His company, Cobalt Studios, is located in Franklinton, started as a small art shop providing hand-painted murals and custom faux finishes. Now it's grown and expanded into all aspects of the design world. I know Jerry and his wife through close mutual friends, and I know that he bikes to and from work every day. He's also the father of four boys, probably young men by now. Welcome, Jerry. Thank you. So tell us, what, what made you decide to commute daily to work on your bike? Uh, you know, I've been biking for a long time. I, I bought my first mountain bike in 1989 when I was at CJD, and it was one of those things that uh, I enjoyed. And to be honest with you, I, I started biking to work in the early 90s, and uh, I can't say I've been doing it that entire time, but kind of on and off since then. Um, and it's been a good way to kind of balance uh, my health with uh, getting to work. <laughs> uh, since I had four boys, I didn't 
really liked the idea of taking off to to work out. Uh, so it was a, a good way to, to kind of balance that. To get both your workout and your your route to to work in one yeah one shot. So yeah. what what is there your are other other stories too? But yeah, I mean that's the main gist of it. What is your route, Jerry, to get to work? So, as you mentioned, the studios in Franklinton mm-hmm. are kind of downtown, and we live in Clintonville. So I use the Olentangy bike trail for the most part. Um, Although I, I will use High Street from time to time if there's a lot of construction. What are the so, streets like? Um, are the bike trails on the streets pretty clear, clearly marked? Yes. Yeah, I mean, the bike trail is actually, and it's really well kept also. Like in the winter uh, when it snows, uh, I would say the last couple of years it's actually been cleared before the streets have been cleared. <laughs> really? Which is nice. That is nice. Um, but the, uh, so the bike trail... Uh, it, it starts, I start basically around Parker Roses um, and then come all the way downtown on the bike trail. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about eight miles. If I do High Street uh, to get to my studio, then it's about 10 miles. Um, but it takes me about the same time because of traffic lights. I like that. I, I like when you can get a couple things done with one activity. <laughs> No doubt. When you're yeah, busy, when no you doubt. when you have lots of kids and work and all kinds of things going on, it's nice to be able to combine it. Do you have, like, when you ride your bike, do you have to, like, can you go without doing a shower down there? Or do you have to, like, do you have a gym or something you have to go to? Or is it just yeah. easy enough that you don't I, have to deal with it? I don't usually have to deal with it because I'm not a really, um, I don't perspirate a lot, to be honest <laughs> with you, which is a good thing. But I do have a shower here at the studio. So if I need that, I, I have that out. Um, but it, as our studio is a functioning studio, so I am kind of hands-on. We have employees, but I like to do the work. So um, unless I have uh, meetings, then I'm usually pretty good. So, and I also have a washer and dryer here, too, so that if I need to, to wash my clothes, I can do that also. So you're set up, set up to commute. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, this could be good or bad, but I keep my vehicles here at the studio. So it, it's kind of a a positive and a negative. A positive in that uh, if I don't ride to work, I don't have a car <laughs> when I need it. Oh. Um, but there are times when, when Sandra, my wife, will will bring me if the weather is just horrible. What about what are some of the top benefits for you um, physically? Like, is it is it a big stress buster for you, or um, is it the nature? What is it for you that gives you the the best? You know, I don't know. You know, there are some mornings when you you know if it's this year has actually been pretty good, but there are years when it's five below zero, and mm-hmm. um, the last thing you really want to do is get out there. But once you're on your bike. Um, you just kind of do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, being from Florida, when I first came to Columbus uh, to CCAD, it was really depressing for me mm. because the weather changed. And uh, I had a friend at the time that that noticed that I was really down all the time, and he told me, he's like, you know, if you're going to be here, you should just embrace the activities that that happen in the winter. Mm-hmm. And I kind of took that to heart, and I thought, well, you know, I, it's a challenge. For me, it's it's kind of like me against 
of nature, you know. So it's <laughs> kind of like you. this. But, but, you know, the other thing is that there's no doubt that physically um, having four boys, you know, and having to coach every sport, um, I've never, ever had issues keeping up with all the kids. I can <laughs> run back and forth, up and down the field. Um, and it's no joke. I mean, it's um, you literally... I'm pretty serious about it. So when I'm on my bike, I'm um, always pretty much going as fast as I can to get to work. It's it's kind of a challenge for me. Ah, so, so. it's it's a it's a race. It's a race. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> well um, what about these intense weather um, cycles? What do you have any gear that you count on that really kind of gets you through the five below zero weather? Oh yeah, I mean, and it's taken. Years. I mean, pretty much after about eight miles, um, it really doesn't matter how equipped you are. If it gets below, like, ten, ten below, mm-hmm. um, your extremities start to get cold. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, feet and hands, definitely. Um, what I found is that, aside from layers, um, a barrier in front of your feet and in front of your hands help. Like, you've probably seen people riding their bikes and they have these handlebar covers. Like mitts, um, almost like big boxing like gloves. Yeah, they're, they're called bar mitts, mm-hmm. or some of them. Those are super helpful uh, because they act as an extra barrier to gloves. I also think that mitts actually work better than gloves mm-hmm. um, because they allow you to, to kind of move your fingers around. Um, because you're always going to, there's going to be moisture and the moisture is really what after you're, you're riding for eight miles is going to create cold feeling. Um, and so like sometimes plastic, a barrier of plastic will help you, mm-hmm. um, like between, like at your feet. Um, but the, the one issue with that is it's like a wrestling suit. You start to sweat a lot. Yeah. So. You so know. it's it's kind of the balance between staying um, protected from the wind and then not sweating too much. It's the it's yeah. the whole challenge of what you're doing. I got just one it's more quick challenge. question, Jerry. Do you have any yeah. Do you have any advice for folks ready to commit to the daily commute? Um, yeah, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's really um, y- you might have fears. I, I think that as long as you follow the rules of the road. Um, Watch out for other bikers, uh, joggers, especially little kids on bikes. Um, I think that really, if you follow the rules of the road and you are, um, you know, if you have a place to go, you know, I commit to going to work and just do it. You All right. Might, might be surprised. Thanks so much, Jerry, and happy, happy riding. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. As a kid, Catherine Gervis rode a bike for fun with friends and to get places. Once she turned 15 and a half and got a driver's permit, she didn't ride till she was nearly 40. And then she needed a bike for transportation for economic reasons. She's been a year-round bike commuter for 15 years now. She's the executive director of Yay Bikes, a nonprofit organization helping people lawfully and joyfully get from one place to another by bicycle. The staff and volunteers of Yay Bikes engage thousands of people annually 
teaching folks to ride roads, and they advocate for people who ride their bikes for transportation. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you. So tell us, what is your daily commute? So from home to the office is about four miles, all on roads. Um, So if I'm just in the office, it's an an eight-mile day. Um, But lots of times I have meetings other places. So a typical day is anywhere from 10 to 15 miles. I think today I'll probably end up with 30. I had some meetings in further places. So you really do rely on your bike daily. I mean, you go yes. to your business meetings on your bike, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, typically in a skirt and heels. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this weather, right? No, I, I just got off my bike in a skirt and a pair of heels, yeah. Okay, I so... I wear this kind, of, this kind of weather, I have a wool base layer on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. So I t- um, you got into biking um, when you were around 40 for economics. Why did you keep now? Why are you still riding your bike? Well, there are a couple of reasons. Um, to be honest, the first one is it just became a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the first 10 years I was riding as an adult, I, I rode because I had to. I couldn't afford to own and operate a car. Um, and the then um, when my economic situation changed, um, I was already in the habit of riding. Um, but another thing that's happened that's been really interesting is now that there's a car in my household that I've got access to, there are days when um, I, I will drive or when I think, oh, it'll just be quicker to drive. But I had a day recently where I started at home on the Near East Side, uh, went to a breakfast meeting downtown and then to my office near OSU, um, had a lunch meeting in Marion Village, then had to be in South Franklinton at 3, back at CCAD at 4.30, and then at COSI at 6. And Woo! I thought, okay, this is definitely going to be a car day until I mapped it out on Google Maps, uh-huh. and it turns out it's faster um, depending on what time of day you're riding, when you factor in the time it takes to find a parking place and then walk from that parking place to the door, um, lots of the time now, even when I've got a car, I'm using a car for whatever reason, um, there are an increasing number of neighborhoods where I will park you know, outside of where I'm going and jump on a, a bike share bike because it just takes too long to drive. Yeah, I have I have, and parking. I have found parking downtown that it is a lot nicer um, um, and cheaper to, you know, just oh, park yeah. my bike right there. It's true. So downtown, the short north, neighborhoods around OSU, Grandview Heights, like there are an increasing number of neighborhoods where it just takes too long to drive. Well, tell uh, us a little bit. The other thing I okay. love about riding is just the conversations I get to have with people. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if I'm stopped at a red light, um, you know, and there's somebody at a bus stop next to me, mm-hmm. it is not unusual for someone to initiate a conversation with me or for me to initiate a conversation with them or a driver in a car. Like I, I have more informal conversations with people and just feel like I know my community better and know the people in my community better. So it's it's just a nice way to be in the space. 
It is. And I ride my bike downtown oftentimes to rallies, and I feel like a kid again. Riding mm-hmm. my bike to school, riding my bike, it, it brings the city closer to me. I don't feel like I'm separated from it. But I'm not, a, I'm not a year-round bike commuter, but you guys are inspiring me. We have, one min- <laughs> we have less than one minute. Can you tell us real quick about Yay Bikes and how people so can Yay help? Sure. Yay Bikes is a nonprofit organization that focuses on education and advocacy. And our goal is really to help um, create the kind of space where people feel like they can move from one place to another on a bike um, if they want to or if they have to. Um, so, yeah, yaybikes.com is a great place to get information, but we're a nonprofit organization that runs on the work of donations and volunteers, and we'd love to have people who are interested come and learn about us and get involved. Thanks so much, Catherine, and you inspire me. I am going to get on my bike tomorrow, I promise. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.